Welcome to Coffee Talk, an intimate conversation about parenting with the gospel in mind. I'm Jeff Summers, and this is my wife, Cammie, the wind in my sail. <laughs> okay. Hi. Uh, this is episode six, uh, and we are continuing talking about social media today, well, specifically in principles of what you consume as you're consuming media. You know, what, what are things that you should be thinking about? Yeah. And even as I think about that, I, it makes me think of Twinkies. <laughs> it makes you think of Twinkies. It does. It makes me think of Twinkies because, you know, like when I was a kid, I loved Twinkies and I would eat them, but they have no nutritional value. And as an adult, I would never eat a Twinkie because if I'm going to spend calories, I'm not going to spend it on Twinkies, but it's sweet and it's, Fluffy. Fluffy. And yeah. And and yet I think social media in consumption, it's easy to go for the Twinkie. Yeah. Right? No, that's a great analogy. <laughs> They're pre-wrapped. It's kind of, yeah, I can see that. And it could probably endure uh, an apocalypse. Sure. We could eat Twinkies after, you know, nuclear war. <laughs> yes. I don't know how that relates to social media, but... Uh, yeah, so the heart of consuming, though, right? We consume. We we're we're constantly scrolling through a list of memes and and videos and sound bites, taking all of these things in, um, and and it's it is addictive. It is something that we it certainly can is is a time suck. We've talked about it's something right. that we use to medicate. You know, I'm feeling blue I don't want to or I don't want to engage with anybody I want to just sit there and scroll 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 and have that stimulus go through my brain yeah and it is constantly stimulating um yeah. I think one of the challenges as we're teaching our kids about how they consume media is to talk about this idea again that it's a fake world and we didn't really unpack that in the last episode so I want to go into that a little more okay if you think about it um social media especially like Instagram or Facebook is a an advertisement for your life. Mm. Now think about that. Um, it's an advertisement because you control what you put on there, and most of us only will put things that are flattering or positive. Mm. Uh, think about. I love we we use the analogy talking about photos before the digital photographs right. came out, right? And we talked about that the very first week. Um, we have books full of pictures that are blurry and unflattering and things like that, because those are the only memories we had. But you never have to have an unflattering photo of yourself. And you definitely wouldn't ever post an unflattering No, you wouldn't post it. And so everything you do that you post um, creates an image that is, again, it's a a shade of the truth. Let me give you a great example. Uh, I was talking to some students, uh, one student who was depressed because he missed a party and he saw the pictures online and, oh man, it looked like you guys were having a great time. And then another student who was there said, actually, the party was boring. It was, you know, it just wasn't any fun. But then they get everybody together and they're like, hey, everybody get together for a picture. And of course, what is everybody going to do? You just look like you're having the best time in the world. You know, they're not all sitting around like, oh, this is so boring. boring. No, they're, they're like, yeah, you know, and and they snap the photo, and then they go right back to being bored. And so it wasn't a great party, um, but that fakeness of making it look that way. And, and this is the kind of thing that actually breeds this FOMO, this fear of missing out, right? Uh, and, and the bullying that we talked about. It's a new kind of bullying where you can exclude people 
or they're they're missing things. And think about it. We were always missing things when we were younger. We weren't invited to parties and sleepovers and stuff, but there was no constant visual record of everything that we missed. Mm. And now that's always there. And it was plenty hurtful to be left out when everybody had a sleepover that you weren't invited to. I can't imagine then opening my social media where my community is and seeing it documented. That would be so hurtful. Or even every vacation is documented, right? Every trip is documented. So what do you start thinking? I never get to go on vacation to these really cool places. Or their house is nicer than mine or their car or the compare a comparative game that continues to happen uh, and, begins to snowball and discontent. It breeds discontent. Absolutely. It breeds discontent. And it, uh, this anxiety that can come from, okay, well, I, my life's not as good as theirs. It's breeding discontent, but that can even happen in regards to things like body image. I mean, think Instagram, good grief. Every person on there wants to be Kim Kardashian, you know? And, uh, but, who spends 20 hours in the gym and and again all those pictures are manicured to look a certain way and they're photoshopped i mean it's yeah. it's a fun thing to just google kardashian like photoshop because some of her pictures i've i've seen this online where though if you look to the side you'll see a warped uh the edges of her pictures can be warped because they're photoshopped to make them look thinner or to make your skin look wonderful or and so our our girls especially are susceptible to this, but everybody can be. But they see these images and they're like, I, that's a perfection that I can't reach. Right. And I can see how that would make people feel really insecure. I mean, I, just you talking about it makes me feel insecure. <laughs> I just sucked in my gut. <laughs> I know. I sat up a little like, bit straighter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is definitely the, the, the way that um, this anxiety, this poor self-image, this my life isn't great. I mean, and we have a whole group of stars that have built a persona, you know, through this fake world. As okay, well. so so how do we equip our kids to discern what's true and what's not true? Like, how do we teach them that what they're seeing isn't really real? Yeah, I think a part of that, we have to dive in and say, what would you post? You know, are you posting things that that are real or not real? I mean, for example, with students, a a lot of it, what they have, a lot of students have what's called a Finsta, which is a fake Instagram, because they get so tired of this fake manicured world that they need a place and a space where they can be real. And so their Finsta is a, a fake Instagram name that they've created, and they share it usually just with their close, intimate friends. And some kids even have two finstas because then they have another finsta level that where they can really cuss and, and be gruesome, you know, in the things that they're sharing. So, um, yeah, this fakeness to, to get down under the layers, to talk, just have those conversations with our kids and say, hey, think about it. I mean, it does make sense. If we'd have had these tools when we were in high school, we would only have posted a manicured view of what our life looks like. I can't imagine how hard it would be to grow up with that. I, it gives me, as you're talking about it, it gives me more sympathy for my teenagers. You know, it's so easy to see them on their phones and get frustrated. And it makes me go, they really need me to guide them in in what they're consuming on social media. They really need me to speak into it and not just tell them to put their phone away, but like to sit down next to them and look at it with them. Well, and some of these new mediums, even uh, like Reels, which is a thing on on Instagram, or TikTok, which has been banned recently, but I have a feeling it'll come back. Um, these are even just kind of short little, they used to call them vines, little short videos that are like mm-hmm. under 15 seconds long. And 
sometimes you can also just get caught up in foolishness. I mean, when you start scrolling, looking at people being goofy and funny, which has a place. I mean, there's for mindless entertainment, there's a, there's some place for frivolity in that right. in that way. But but sometimes it's just flat out dumb, foolish stuff. And again, students are very susceptible to just watching that for hours, scrolling one one after another after another, just wasting time. And, that, you know, you mentioned that quote last week about uh, wasting time is uh, time is a precious commodity and talking to our kids about that and how much they spend just engaging in their consumption of things that are just foolish. That's time you can't get back. Right. And there's, and there's a stewardship element that we have to teach them, too, about their time. If they're consuming, how much is normal for kids to consume, I wonder? Like, I would think that kids are consuming a ton of social media time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's very normal for a child or a student to spend two to six hours a day online, Ugh. believe it or not. Um, so, you know, again, we're not giving you that exact time for you. I think it is a conversation, though, that you should have with your child to say, well, how much time is, is appropriate? And one thing I think that's helpful here is to maybe work on getting the time less. Like if you are having this conversation for the first time with your child, and let's say you've kind of lost control, we can relate to that, right? (laughs) So we totally lost control and our kids are online all the time. And we look at the screen time and say, how how much time have you spent this week? And whatever that number is, have a set a goal for the next week and say, hey, how about next week? Let's see if we can get that number down to five hours or four hours or three hours, you know, and, and work on it. Over time, that is a goal that we can set. Well, and if they if you haven't introduced social media, like setting it up with standards, like limits, oh, for sure. would be really good. And talking about why you need limits in it, because their friends probably don't have a lot of limits, is what they're going to tell you, whether that's, that's true or not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it is true for a lot of their friends, for sure. Uh, the Bible speaks, again, to some of these things, a couple of verses to keep in mind when we're thinking about consumption of social media. One is Ephesians 5, 6 through 11, which says, I'm going to read it, and then I'm just going to unpack a few things. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes on the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. So take no part in the unfruitful words of darkness, but instead expose them. Now that's a long, a long uh, passage, but let me just, a couple phrases will really stick out here when it concerns social media. At the beginning, he says, let no one deceive you with empty words, right? A lot of social media is empty and deceptive. We talked about how fake things can be, right? Right. Um, it says, do not become partners with them. Um, you know, we can sin virtually by by enjoying, like again, the Kardashians is a great example. They don't live a life that really we should emulate or want to in any way, shape, or form. But if you get caught up in their life, you're kind of sinning vicariously through them. Mm. Um, and so that's something. It's, then it says, walk as children of the light. How do we walk or sit or scroll? You could say scroll as children of the light. <laughs> What right? does that even look like? I mean, yeah. yeah, what does it look like to do that? And it's telling you to focus on what is good and right and true, not to just get caught up in some of these other things. And then discern what is pleasing to the Lord and take no part in these unfruitful works, but instead expose them, right? So we're not mm-hmm. supposed to partake in these things. And it can be very tempting to just get into social media and the things we're consuming 
and partner with them in a, in a virtual way. Yeah. And, and even as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, I think it's really wise to wait to let your kids join social media until they're able to do some of that discerning. Like they need to prove that they can do some discerning and have sure. some self-control. Like I can't imagine if we gave it to our 12-year-old right now that it would produce good results in his heart and in his life. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of wisdom in whatever that looks like for you and your family, being really intentional about what does the character quality they have to have before they can partake in social media. And they earn that. Right. As a privilege, not as a right. Well, and we are going to do a whole episode on how to introduce your kids to social media. That's coming up in, in a few weeks, so be on the lookout for that. Um, the, other, the other verse is Philippians 4, 8, which just says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, commendable, any excellence, anything worthy of praise, these are the things we need to think about. And mm-hmm. are some of those things online and on social media? Sure. We talked about that last week. There are great things about social media, encouraging, inspirational things. Um, we pray as a, as a body of Christ, Perimeter Church, online. So on right. Tuesday nights on Facebook. On social media. Right. So that can be great. So be sure to come back next week and join us as we continue this, uh, this series. Next week, instead of talking about consumption, we're going to be talking about uh, principles in things that we post mm. online. That might be really, really helpful, I think. Definitely in an age like this. Mm. And if you haven't um, checked out the website, go to perimeter.org backslash parent you coffee talk. And please join our Facebook page. We would love to connect with you through Facebook. Now the homework. Tell us what our homework is. Well, some good questions to ask are uh, things like how much time do you spend on social media looking at your own time and, and the times that your kids are spending? How much do you think you should spend on social media? We had those questions last week for homework too, but it's good to keep coming back to them. I think it's good to ask, is this post true that you're looking at? What's the source? Um, what is the worldview? This is a great opportunity to teach our kids about worldview uh, in general and the things that they're consuming. And then a great, a great question is, how does this post make me feel? Mm. How does this post really make me feel? Because pulling back in that Philippians verse that if it's not good, if it makes me anxious, if it makes me feel left out, maybe I need to put the social media away. That's right. Yeah. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Parent You. Um, We get it. Parenting is hard and you are not alone. God has called you and he will equip you for such a time as this. Have a great week.